Welcome to the Law of Startups Podcast. I'm Mike Schneider. And I'm Joe Wallen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Today, we're lucky to have Nate Doran. Nate, is uh, his latest uh, project is the Swan Venture Fund. Nate, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Mike. For sure. So, Nate, tell us about the Swan Venture Fund. What What is the Swan Venture Fund? So, Swan Venture Fund is a hybrid between a sort of venture capital fund, sort of micro VC, and an angel group. Um, you, I guess you could call it an angel fund, which has become more uh, prominent in the last couple of years. And um, it sort of came out uh, because a, a lot of investors wanted to really come together and align their own interests in around uh, specific deals. And uh, so we we started on a company called Pebblebee. That was kind of our proof of concept. Um, and we, uh, one of our main investors, uh, he he basically led the syndication around that, and, and they put roughly nine hundred eighty five thousand dollars in. And we said, hey, how do we how do we replicate that? How do we turn that into a fund where um, all of our investors are willing to put in their time and energy into uh, into the investments that we make? Um, and so that was kind of uh, how Swan came into being. And uh, we've made four investments since we closed on our funding in August of 2015. We have another five to go this year. And uh, what we're looking for, we're looking for really early stage companies. It's it's basically first money in um, after friends and family. Or uh, sometimes we'll get into um, around just after a convertible note. So if a company... They need their first five hundred thousand, or they've already closed a convertible note, and uh, you know they're they've got a follow-on sort of preferred series round after that. Um, we're 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 mostly interested in preferred series, but a company that comes to us and they have a convertible note and they're just starting, if we can put money together around that deal, then uh, then we'll make an offer. Yeah. So you guys, you guys will do note. You're not note phobic. We are note phobic. <laughs> oh, you are. However, okay. however, we don't close the door on companies that come okay. to us with notes. We like to see w- what the company is about. We like to see, uh, you know, what, what they're all about. And, uh, and if, if it's something that we might be interested in, then, you know, we'll say, yeah, we understand you have a convertible note. And if, if we are in a position to, uh, to make an offer, then we do. Yeah. And you, you, so in your, in your instance, in that scenario, you just like, you probably just move the company straight into a seed offering. You probably just take all their notes, convert them into a seed. You guys would fill out the seed. Yeah. And that, that's a good outcome for a company for sure. Yeah, definitely. And most companies who are raising note rounds are, are trying to get to the fixed price round. They just need a good, they need a leader for the, of that round. Well, that's, that's part of our strategy as well. Um, it's, it's hard to be a lead as an individual, if you only have say twenty-five or fifty thousand um, dollars, and what we're all about is trying to get into a company as an investor and bringing it to a lot of the other angel groups in town. And we feel like you you save a lot of time if you're an entrepreneur and we're investing in you because we streamline the whole process, we structure the deal, and if you were to accept it, we structure it such that it's is. Um, friendly to uh, the rest of the investors in town, they're they're very much more likely to look at it and invest. Yeah. So so in your in your typical deal, like let's say, um, well, the Pebble B deal might be fun to talk about, but uh, how much room? Like, have you guys put up close to a million bucks in the Pebble B? Did you was that a deal where you reserve room for other angels to come in on top of that too? Or um, so Pebble B, 
Pebblebee was uh, is not a portfolio company of Swan. It was kind of the oh, okay. proof of, it was of, like a proof of concept or yeah, like an you. MVP sort of deal. Um, but we did we we helped them a lot. Um, we made a lot of introductions. We uh, we helped them with uh, their presentation materials, um, and we, we sat in on a lot of their uh, investment meetings. So so we were definitely supporting the company. Um, many of our members who were in the deal were supporting the company, and and I was uh, they asked me to just help out, and I did yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So Swan, mm-hmm. so Swan was like a precursor deal, and then you'd sensed on five deals. Is that what you said? Four. Four. Okay, and then you're trying. And to, I have five more. Yeah, probably get, this year. Okay, that's mm-hmm. great. Okay, good. Well, that's really good, Mike. What what are your thoughts? I'm curious. To know um, you know what kind of stuff you guys like to invest in? I mean, when you're dealing with a membership. Uh, I imagine you guys have lots of varying interests in the types of things you like to to look at. I, I mean, uh, tell us yeah. about you know. Do you have a space that you focus on, or is there um is there an area that's particularly interesting right now to your members? Yeah, so um, so we're very process focused, and because we have you know we've got twenty four investors, they're all active angels in the community. They all have their own particular interests and taste. Our investment strategy has more to do with their expertise and what they're willing to put work into um, than a particular focus in a field. Um, so that that's beneficial for investors in a couple of ways. One, we get diversification. Two, we have expertise in a deal and we're able to help a particular company that, um, that we invest in. So based on that, we invest on the willingness of our group to put in time, you know, not just the money, but, but time into the company. Uh, companies that we invest in. So, so it's the process kind of brings that to light and uh, it leaves us open to a lot of the opportunities that are out there that wouldn't necessarily, uh, you know, they would have a harder time finding money because they fit some sort of niche uh, buzzword or definition that many investors are not really looking for. Um, So we're looking for diversification and we're looking uh, to get into companies, uh, you know, and, and, uh, Ultimately, we're investors, so you know we're we're trying to make money too. So we're going to invest in a in a company that we think will yield a return, which uh, which an acquirer will be interested in purchasing. Yeah, tell me about. I mean, I don't know if you can talk about your recent recent investments, but I love to hear about the types of things that people have invested in and why. And, sure. and uh, I don't know, maybe give you a chance to hype up some of the companies you're involved with. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so two recent investments were Utrip. Uh, they just announced that they closed the four million dollar round. We were in that um, with a lot of other uh, a lot of other money. And uh, Utrip uh, is uh, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it it's on GeekWire and there's a PR Newswire um, article about uh, what they've done. And mainly, they're just they're kind of uh, I think of them as sort of Expedia 2.0. And they're they're more about creating an experience for for travelers and and building that experience around a trip to justify paying for tickets rather than just you know selling cheap tickets. Um, and I, and I think that they're really in in the value play of travel. Um, and uh, anyway, we, we invest in that because we believe in the team. Um, we believe he can he can do a really good job in uh, growing his company. Um, and the fine crowd was another recent investment. Um, they're in a completely different space, uh, and they are think, – think of them as kind of a data science company where they're trying to automate, streamline the 
data wrangling or data aggregation process that is necessary. It takes about 80% of the work um, in creating language recognition products. And uh, I don't want to be more specific than that, but there are press articles out there and um, uh, how, we, how we did the deal. And, and I'm, I don't want to say a lot about these deals mainly because, um, well, you know, no, understood. Totally. Yeah, totally yeah. Let the company yeah. speak for themselves. And- exactly, exactly. Um, just we we really believe in in the teams that we invest in. We believe uh, that they're good investments. Otherwise, we wouldn't have uh, put money into it. And you know, each one of these companies is uh, the the investment is slightly different and has a different uh, rationale for making that investment. But but the conclusion of our hypothesis around each of these companies is that it, you know we, we think we can yield a return on it. Um, what do you think about the um, the travel space in general? I don't know if you spent much time thinking about it in, in connection with that particular investment, but um, it's kind of an interesting space, particularly because there's so many travel-related companies here in Seattle, and, and they've done, like traditionally, have done pretty well. Um, it's kind of an interesting segment of the, of the you know, web market. Yeah, travel um, travel is an interesting space. Uh, a lot of players, um, I think. Even even I, I don't know. I, when we were looking at it, we we had the sense that it was crowded in some senses, and you know it, it's very commoditized. But uh, but I think everybody was crowded into one area of the market, and um, so there's there's always opportunities if um, if you're looking away from where everybody's hanging out, you know. Yeah, it um, seems like it is crowded, but it also you see lots of acquisitions in that area. So there's like it seems like a good yeah. place to spend time as a startup because there's it's such a um, specific community and and that you know it's a community that seems like they don't mind buying technology or buying companies when they want to you know, get into a new space. Yes, um, that's that's true. And what what Utrip is doing, um, yeah, what Utrip is doing is, I think. Uh, I think it's going to make them very interesting to uh, potential acquirers. So um, that's definitely what made us interested in in, in that. Um, and you know, language recognition uh, was a different different space. We were in that deal with you know pretty big players, Amazon and Sony, and uh, and we uh, that that was a really interesting deal uh, to get into as well. Um, and back to your earlier question, you know, we've made two other investments. We've made an investment in Omni M2M, which is uh, an IoT company, and uh, we made an investment into a, a small consumer product company uh, called ShotTech. Um, and uh, ShotTech is a device that sort of helps you play basketball, or specifically, it, it improves your your game. You know. How how well you do your three pointers or oh no way so yeah. is this does this attach to the ball? It attaches to your hands. Your so, hand. Okay. So so if you were to make like a peace sign, okay, it's a V shaped device that fits in between those two fingers, so you can use it to shoot with, and it'll give you feedback on um, how well you're shooting, and uh, the the other company Omni M10, it's IoT there. They're in refrigeration uh, and uh, a couple of other verticals. They're basically trying to save time, um, specifically labor, where it's some kind of service market where you have to send somebody out to check something. So in refrigeration, it's hey, we got to check the the refrigerators at uh, you know this building. Um, 
if it's in pest control, it's, hey, we have to check our traps to see if there's a, a cat or a, <laughs> a rodent or something. Um, so instead of sending somebody out, the, a sensor will just let you know that it's been triggered and maybe there's an animal in there. Um, and uh, I, I think that's pretty – that's becoming a, a more common business model in IoT. Um, so, But those, those are the investments we've made. And as you can tell, they're sort of across the board. Uh, they're, they're all different in some way. And, uh, and we make those investments because members of our team – understand the spaces really well and they know uh, that they know of specific individuals or companies who might be interested in purchasing. Uh, well, that's really fun. So these are all uh, sort of post uh, friends and family, uh, but also, mm. you know, these are, you know, you're the series seed round. And so pre-series A, so, lot, so all these companies are now growing up and are going to go venture forth and yeah. raise hopefully big Series A rounds. That's the yeah. goal. Do you view that? How do you think about that process? Um, so what we what we look for in companies when we invest, um, yeah, we, we love that there's some initial sales at least to prove that whatever it is that they're selling um, represents – you know, the, the customers that they're currently, currently selling to, it could be three to five customers, it could be 100. Uh, they represent the market that they're raising money to build around. And then um, from there, when we're looking at uh, what's next, it could be that there's another round. Uh, we we want to see that our money helps them get to break even. Uh, and future rounds, we, you know... It'll happen. We, we we expect that some of the companies we invest in will will do that, but we don't want to depend on that in our investment. And because because of that, the the entrepreneurs, the the teams have to uh, have to show us that you know they're they they're aligned with with that particular interest. They're they're interested in building a, a sustainable company, um, sustainable from a business sense, uh, and are sort of aligned with, with our interests. We, you know, we, we want to be able to have a company that if it's sold, it could be 30 to 50 million and we'll still make money. Um, it could be a hundred million. It could be 200 million and we're happier. It could be a billion and we're really happy. Uh, but you know, when you look at the, the exit landscape, we want to be able to capture, um, you know, a, a return for us so that we're, we're better business partners with, with the companies that we're invested in. And, and they're better partners with us. Right. So, so, okay. Yeah, no, I think that sounds, so you think most of the time these companies have found product market fit already, most of the time? Well, that's ideal, but uh, th there's a hypothesis, right? And so their hypothesis is that they've got this product that customers in a specific segment will buy them, and they have evidence of that where, uh, several sales have been ma made, and it could be that they're just doing consulting, right? Their 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 product is a hand pro you know hand done process, um, but but there's an easy uh, you know we we can under understand easily how it will transition from that operation to software automation um, and can scale to to a larger market. So if if who they're selling to today is really kind of a niche um, and it, 
it's not really clear to us how they're going to be able to not only dominate the niche but expand beyond it. Um, it it's harder for us to to make a decision there. Um, or if a company is, you know, hey, we've got all these customers and they're from all these different markets, then they're just going to get killed. They're going to be spread out across all the different markets. They're not focused. And they're, they're going to remain a consulting company <laughs> or a, a services company. They're not going to be able to get out of that, that trap. Um, so, uh, so focus is really important. So are, are all these companies or most of these companies have invested in uh, software as a service type pricing model companies? Or are they differing business models from that? Um, they all differ. Okay. Yeah, so... So you got like one of, one of five is a software-as-a-service monthly subscription-based play, and the rest are very different business models. Yeah, one, one is, I think, a subscription. One is, one is a, really just a one-off sale distribution model manufacturing. Okay. Um, and that's the, that's the device that helps you with your basketball shots. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Utrip is... More enterprise sale, yeah, and uh, I think Define Crowd is more. Well, I, I think that's SaaS. It, it's sort of a combination enterprise. It's like a SaaS enterprise, but uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Right. Yeah, but I, I think uh, it. In every case that we're looking at, it's promising. What What comes to mind, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, maybe. Ch- change gears and talk about, you know, how, uh, how Nate got to where he is, you know, how does somebody end up being involved in a, in an angel group like this and, uh, you know, just background and, and in the tech industry. And I think people like to know how people got to where they are. Yeah, sure. So, um, my background is kind of all over the place. Um, and so as an academia, I was working at university of Michigan for a couple years. Um, I have a master's degree, undergrad in uh, sociology, and uh, more recently moved out to, uh, and what I mean by more recently, 2009, uh, really switched gears, got into the entrepreneur community. I was going to University of Washington, get my MBA there, and uh, started a company my first year. It was called C6 Systems. Um, I was a CEO, working on that for about a year, um, and it was me me and six PhDs, and uh it was fun. It was a struggle, and I think we realized that, or that it wouldn't really work out. And uh, I felt like I needed, I had a lot to learn, um, not just at school, but you know, on the on the streets, so to speak. Um, so I started volunteering. Um, I I, I uh, started volunteering at Element Eight, which is a clean tech angel group in town, and uh, you know that that really helped me start to, to understand what what the investment process is about and what entrepreneurship is about and the different perspectives and different approaches in, in both cases. Um, so I spent two years volunteering um, at Element 8. The first year, I mainly uh, helped on the screening committee there. I worked on some due diligence with uh, Eric Berman. Um, Eric Berman is now, I believe, one of the, one of the members of the board there. Um, in the second year, I uh, I did that, and I started bringing um, clean tech companies into into Element Eight. Um, it was about that time where uh, I was recruited by uh, Koretsu Northwest, 
they brought me in to work with them. Um, and, you know, I needed money. So I, I felt like, uh, it was, it was probably one of the, the only opportunities I was able to get at the time, um, to sort of continue this career. Um, so I spent about, you know, a little under two years, probably about 20 months working at Kretsu, um, as their entrepreneur director. And at the time, what that meant was bringing companies in from all over the Northwest, um, you know, and it's a sales job. So, Really uh, trying to put packages together monthly um, and bring bring companies that uh, for me were were the right fit Koretsu, where it made sense for them to uh, to pay for the services that we provided, and um, and that was that that was a that was a good experience. I also managed uh, the due diligence process there, um, and and I think. By by the end of it, uh, so it's December 2014. I, I felt like, you know, I it was it was time to to move up and uh, and and try try new and different things. So um, so I started talking with even at that time uh, some of my investors, uh, current investors in Swan, and uh, had built up a pretty decent network. And uh, we we came together around this fund in uh, February. We started talking about it, and we we closed the 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 money in in August. Um, so so for me, it was it's just it's a lot of time, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of effort, and uh, it's 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 more a labor of love, really. How do you like so something you said about um, the work you did for Crits? I'm sure that's carried over to Swan. I mean, so how do you? How do you market the group, and how do you find uh, how do you find how do you go about the process of finding what you hope are great companies, or do you just find a lot of them just come to you and they find you? How do how does that work? So it's you know venture capital, uh, angel investing. It's it's very much a people type business, and. So Koretsu, they they have criteria at their screening meetings. Um, they report on what they invest every year, what the percentage of dollars are are put into companies, and um, so for me, I use their their metric uh, when I was there to as a sort of a, a a way to guide how to look at companies and what to bring in. Because at Koretsu, my job was to to bring companies in that would receive investment from uh, from our investors. And uh, it was about trying to maximize the likelihood that those companies would do that. So you can have a great company that just doesn't fit an investment profile. And uh, nothing wrong with the company. It's just, hey, you know, investors need to make money on it, and they don't know how they can make money on it. Um, so that's really uh, a lot of those companies. Uh, I would really try and determine what the difference was between uh, something that would receive investment or wouldn't receive investment, and uh, but I'd sit in all of these meetings, you know, the screenings, and uh, I'd have my own meetings with with entrepreneurs. Um, I'd go out to events, but uh, I'd get a lot of referrals. Uh, I think I was having coffees three, five times a day at Karatsu with just different entrepreneurs, um, and but you know, even that wasn't enough. I'd have to go out. I'd have to go online. I'd have, I have interns looking around for companies to see, um, because you, you have to sift through a lot of, uh, different opportunities that are out there to find what, 
what the right fit is. And you know, when when you're talking with entrepreneurs, um, be, because like I said before, it's very personal and you you, you know, high touch type business. You're interacting with a lot of these entrepreneurs and. You, you want to be able to give them feedback that is helpful or make the right connections because it's uh, it's very valuable to do that for everybody. It's a community. Um, and anyway, uh, so so I took a lot of, of that um, and brought that to Swan. So we... I was, I was basically doing this in uh, Vancouver and Portland and... Uh, in Seattle for Kretsu, um, doing a lot of travel, going to a lot of events, having a lot of phone calls, having a lot of coffees. And, uh, I took that to Swan and, um, with Swan, it's, it's kind of the same method, really just going out there and, and finding people and getting referrals and, um, just trying to schedule as many meetings as I can. Yeah. I like, uh, by the way, uh, if you go to Swan Venture, uh, SwanVentureFund.com. It's there's a an apply here button, and I see you guys are using a ProSeeder for gathering some basic information about the company. Yeah. Um, what's your what's your impression of ProSeeder? Because they're pretty new. I, I met the founder of that company. I, um, gosh, it was probably a few years ago now. Um, yeah. They seem to be getting good traction, and you you yeah. like their tools. You like how they. Yeah, I think um, I think they're definitely getting a lot of traction in the market. Uh, a lot of a lot of folks use ProSeeder. Um, it's it's a tool for record keeping, um, so you can check on on deals and. Uh, but you did, but you're using their you just like plug their like how did you how did you deploy their process here into your fund? Was it difficult oh yeah. to do or was it difficult? Um, so so I know Natasha from from the early days when when they were coming together and uh, they they actually came to Karetsu. Um, and I was involved in the process of, of getting that system up and running. Right. Um, and so it just, you know, it, it made sense. And, uh, because a lot of the other groups in town were using it, yeah. we said, you know, maybe we should, sure. maybe we should do that. Yeah. It's an, I mean, bef- mm-hmm. I mean, it's just interesting. It's Mike, it's software that sort of empowers or powers a lot of a- angel groups around the country. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause um, otherwise you would have had to have built your own sort of system for gathering information and tracking information and everything else. So that's a right. daunting task for somebody who just wants to make investments, right? Yeah. You'd rather spend your time just <laughs> focused on the substance of the matter rather than the technical tools behind it. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, and there, there's a, there's a syndication feature on there. So if, if a entrepreneur applies at say the Alliance of Angels and investments are made there and they come to Swan Venture Fund, they can uh, they can get a syndication. So what that means is that a lot of, in some cases, the due diligence efforts there um, are shared with with us. Right. Um, the documents, any any feedback or notes or any any activity that's going on can, I believe that they can be can be shared. Um, and and they they control it on the 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 end of the where the due diligence lead. They they control what uh, okay. what we would potentially have access to it's it's pretty funny you don't think about it but every time you turn around you notice that software is just kind of seeping into to everything we do in such a yeah. way that it's 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 fascinating right yeah well um you know platforms like this are meant to replace the the hand process which i still do and right. uh, and what that what that looks like is 
you have a gigantic inbox of just random pitch decks that are 30 megs each and, right. you know, executive summaries and term sheets. And um, there's, I think, to some extent, there's still some level of usefulness in that. Um, but when, when you're trying to scale uh, incoming companies and applications and you're trying to do referrals, uh, a platform like Proceder can, can help a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exciting times. Well, so for the community out there, um, you know, please keep in mind uh, Nate, Nate Doran and the Swan Venture Fund. And it's uh, super easy to get in touch with the folks at the Swan yeah. Venture Fund. They've got a great, uh, I like the I, great, easy to use website. And, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm pretty approachable. Uh, you know, if folks want to grab a coffee or they want to meet, um, I, I'm at Startup Hall every month. I, I have like an open office hours there. And so I meet any, just anybody off the street for 30 minutes and uh, they can sign up. So all on swanventurefunds.com, uh, I have uh, a couple of links there that go directly to uh, Startup Hall. So you can sign up for, for those dates. Nice. Um, alternatively, yeah, you can apply on Proceder. Or you can just reach out directly with email. I'd say I'm probably the most responsive via via email. Um, or if you want to just not worry about all the back and forth, trying to schedule something, um, you can always sign up for for uh, the, the startup hall office hours. So so I try and make myself as available as I can to to folks who want to connect. What's your, what's the best email address then for folks? Uh, Nate at SwanVentureFund.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Uh, party party thoughts, Mike? No, this was great. Great interview. You know, I, I guess encourage people to reach out if they've got um, investment uh, things they want to pitch to you or just it sounds like, you know, advice we hear over and over again is reach out to these kinds of folks early in the process, you know, start yeah. building these relationships. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So Nate's certainly somebody you should reach out to if you think you might be uh, on this path. Um, so thanks, Nate, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everyone else, for listening. We'll see you all next week. All right. Thanks, guys.